Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I am so happy, and I thank God, that we are able to begin this week together in prayer. This is the start of the second week of Easter, Easter being a season of seven weeks. This week we will begin our reading of the Acts of the Apostles, and we will see uh, that we will learn what the Apostles did after Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father. As together we make our way through those remarkable first decades of the Church, please feel free to send me an email with any stories or insights or questions that you might have or that might arise uh, this week. You can send them to me at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer together in silence. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Praise to the blessed and holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God who gives life, salvation, and resurrection. Alleluia. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from Acts chapter 1. Dear Theophilus, the previous book which I wrote had to do with everything Jesus began to do and teach. I took the story as far as the day when he was taken up once he had given instructions through the Holy Spirit to his chosen apostles. He showed himself to them alive after his suffering by many proofs. He was seen by them for forty days, during which he spoke about God's kingdom. As they were having a meal together, he told them not to go away from Jerusalem, but to wait, as he put it, for the Father's promise, which I was telling you about earlier. John baptized with water, you see, but in a few days from now you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when the apostles came together, they put this question to Jesus. Master, they said, is this the time when you are going to restore the kingdom of Israel? It's not your business to know about times and dates, he replied. The Father has placed all that under his own direct authority. What will happen, though, is that you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, 
and to the very ends of the earth. As Jesus said this, he was lifted up while they were watching, and a cloud took him out of their sight. They were gazing into heaven as he disappeared. Then, lo and behold, two men appeared, dressed in white, standing beside them. Galileans, they said, why are you standing here looking into heaven? This Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you saw him go into heaven. Then they went back to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, which is close to Jerusalem, about the distance that you could travel on a Sabbath. Then they entered the city. They here means Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, Simon the zealot, and Judas the son of James. And they went to the upstairs room where they were staying. They all gave themselves single-heartedly to prayer, with the women including Mary, Jesus' mother, and his brothers. Around that time, Peter stood up in the middle of the gathering, which by this stage numbered about a hundred and twenty. My dear family, he said, the Holy Spirit spoke long ago through the mouth of David about Judas, who became a guide to the people who arrested Jesus. There it is in the Bible, and it has come true. He was counted along with us, and he had his own share in the work we've been given. Judas, you see, had bought a field with the money his wickedness had brought him, where he fell headlong, burst open with his innards gushing out. This became known to everyone who lived in Jerusalem, so that the field was called, in the local language, Akel Damak, which means blood place. For this is what it says in the book of the Psalms. Let his home become desolate, and let nobody live in it. And again, let someone else receive his overseeing task. So this is what has to be done. There are plenty of people who have gone about with us all the time that our Master Jesus was coming and going among us, starting from John's baptism until the day he was taken from us. Let one of them be chosen to be alongside us as special witness to his resurrection. So they chose two, Joseph, who was called Barsabbas, with the surname Justice, and Matthias. Lord, they prayed, you know the hearts of all people. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to receive this particular place of service and apostleship from which Judas went away to his own place. So they cast lots for them. The lot fell on Matthias, and he was enrolled along with the twelve apostles. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Acts of the Apostles is the second volume in Luke's story about Jesus. In the first volume, Luke covered Jesus' story up to the point where he ascended into heaven. This volume begins where that volume left off. And I wonder what you noticed as we read through this first chapter. Here are a few things that caught my attention. I wonder what we're to make of them. First, even up to the point where Jesus ascends, it seems the disciples are waiting and holding out hope that their ideas and dreams about the coming of the Messiah would be fulfilled. Namely, that when the Messiah comes, the Romans would be defeated and driven out, and Israel's kingdom, God's kingdom, would be restored with its own king, and then extend to the ends of the earth. Jesus tells them to leave that to God. But what they're to do is to wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, we might think that Jesus in this action brushes aside the disciples' hopes or or this long-expected dream of, of the kingdom of God coming to be established and, and has them instead focus on things of, of kind of a spiritual kingdom. But actually, as the story of the Acts of the Apostles advances, we're going to see that the good news of the kingdom of God is going to grow until it reaches into the very heart of Rome itself. Jesus has said it already, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and then in the next outer ring in Samaria, and then all the way to the ends of the earth. So it makes you wonder if instead of telling the disciples to wait and see what the Holy Spirit is next, what he's telling them is to wait and see how God's kingdom is going to come and how God's will is going to be done in God's own surprising way how all of those hopes and dreams and expectations of the coming of God's kingdom will be fulfilled, but in God's time and in God's way, just as they have already been fulfilled in Jesus in the most surprising way. Next, I think it's important for us to notice that there are many disciples who have been with Jesus from the beginning, from the very early days of John the Baptist, and that there were 12 that seemed to have been appointed to a special role within the community, and of those now 11 remain, But there were also, along with them, the the women who traveled with them, and Jesus' mother, and Jesus' brother, and a number of others, a group that numbers a little more than a hundred people at this time. So when we meet the fellowship of Jesus' disciples at the beginning of Acts, they are about the size of a small local congregation, about the size of St. Paul's, more or less. And they have to fill a vacancy on their leadership team a vacancy that was caused when one of their own betrayed Jesus and set in motion the events that led to his crucifixion. In despair, Jesus went to his own way. And it makes us wonder whether or not this community would have, had he not run off on his own, if they would have welcomed him back into the fellowship, forgiven him, restored him. It makes you wonder Maybe there's a connection or an answer to this question a few chapters down the road when we will hear the story of the conversion of the zealous and murderous Pharisee Saul of Tarsus, who's responsible for the the arrest and capture and even the murder uh, of many, at least one leader in the church. And yet Saul is forgiven and welcomed into God's household. Paul will later write that God's grace is sufficient. God's grace is amazing. So as we stand at this point in the story, there's an exciting and terrifying future waiting to unfold for the apostles as they carry out the work they've been given to do to bear witness to Jesus' resurrection, to who Jesus was and what God was doing in and through Jesus. Doesn't it kind of make you wonder what awaits us? What does God have in store for us? Whatever it is, God's grace is sufficient in the Holy Spirit that Jesus has sent to be among us and to dwell with us will guide our way. And I can't think of a better thought to begin a new week. Amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies 
from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially this morning we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries that are ravaged by strife and warfare, for all who work for peace and international harmony, for all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, for those who are sick, for those who are troubled, for those who are anxious, for those who are in despair and mourning, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, that it bear witness to your resurrection. For what else and for who else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks 
be to God.